Welcome back to Real Talk Torah, courtesy of the database with Rabbi Yeshua Eisenberg. For today's issue, we're going to try to address a sensitive and personal issue, one which I imagine many people relate to differently, if not everybody. But at the same time, I feel like there's significant enough overlap among individuals in terms of how we relate to this issue that we have to give time to address the question and if not, at least acknowledge the question. And that is, what if I just can't cry on Tisha B'Av? Right, this is something that maybe we're thinking about now, and if we're not thinking about it now, we will be thinking about it on Tisha B'Av. We are now in the nine days at the moment of this recording. And as I'll mention again, everyone is different. We all relate to tragedies in general differently. And this tragedy, certainly, one that's so broad, one that's so national, one that's so ancient and yet so recent in a certain sense. Recent in the sense that it's still ongoing, but ancient in the sense that it's, that it's really that old. We all relate to it differently, though, again, in a certain sense, I feel like many of us might be able to relate to it in the same way. Some people have the struggle. I would say maybe most people have the struggle, but I can't really speak for everyone. But I think maybe many of us, I can certainly speak for myself, have experienced the discomfort or the guilt of sitting in close proximity to someone who does seem to be channeling and feeling the right emotions, someone who is really broken and saddened to the point of crying, at least shedding a tear over the Chorban Beis Amigdash. Right? So, so someone, maybe you're sitting next to someone during Kinos, and they are actually crying, or during Eicha. They, they seem to really be moved. And some people might naturally just be more emotional or we might argue to be even more down the kafschus and maybe this is just the reality maybe they are just more profoundly connected and profoundly moved by the Chorban Beis Amigdash by the reality of Gullus that we live in right now and certainly on Tishabov this can be a source of genuine guilt and if not guilt at least the yearning for that feeling like why why am i not feeling that and how how guilty should i feel about that and is the point that i should feel guilty is that the point and feel guilty about not feeling guilty enough or maybe maybe there's something else maybe we are actually yearning to be sad but one of the problems is that the khurban is something that once again it hasn't really been reversed. The reality of the Chorban, the Metzias of Chorban, of Gullus, is still here. We're still in it. And it's been the status quo for so many generations that, uh, you know, at this point, if we relate to it most days in a relatively nonchalant way, so how are we supposed to just flip the switch and, you know, just turn on the automatic sadness when it comes to Tish above. Right? Like we, we, we go through this, this rehearsed 
morning. And, you know, if, if the godless is really real, you know, it, it is something that should probably be affecting us every day. But since we relate to it most days, and again, in a relatively nonchalant way, it's just very, we're just very casual about it. So it's hard to not feel the same way on Tisha B'Av itself. And may, maybe that's part of the problem. But then the question is, well, what are we supposed to do? And, you know, if, if we can't cry on Tisha B'Av, so, what, like, what are we supposed to do with that? Or what are we supposed to do with maybe that lack of emotion? Right? Again, some people might, ha- might, not, might not have this struggle. Some people, some people might cry every day. You know, some people, um, maybe some people are more naturally miserable, and so everything is a source of mourning. Or maybe, again, some people are just connected, like they actually feel the tsaras of Klal Yisrael. Because, again, the tsar- all the tsaras of Klal Yisrael really emerge from the fact that we're in Gullus. And maybe this, is, maybe this is part of the problem. Right? Like, we, we, I think one thing to understand is that Tisha B'Av in general is supposed to try to capture us and try, try, and it's supposed to engender and evoke those emotions that we don't necessarily feel. And the big struggle is it just doesn't always do that for us, right? Like so, you know, just for example, um, you know, the kinos, which intrinsically is really just sad poetry written by very holy people, but describing the korban. And it's a style, right? You know, like, uh, poetry is a genre of literature. There's a style to it. And that might have spoken to people generations ago, and it's much harder for those kinds of things to speak to us now. And you have to try to get into the shoes of a poet. And usually nowadays, you know, we might think of poetry as, be, as more stylistic and more, you know, artfully expressive as opposed to, you know, real emotion. Most people nowadays, I don't think, write poetry to express emotion, though some people do. So if you're, if you're not into poetry, so that might not speak to you as much. And you have to really work extra hard when, when you know, reading through the keynotes. And often, the, you know, we, we try other things, maybe watching the right kinds of videos. But sometimes the Chafetz Chaim Heritage Foundation videos, which are all, you know, they're great videos... Um, but they don't necessarily engender that feeling of sadness that maybe we're supposed to feel on Tisha B'Av. Maybe the Holocaust videos are, are not doing it for us. And because in a certain sense, we are, we are removed from that. We don't really know what that's like. And, you know, you could make a fair argument that maybe this is the point that, you know, we're, it's because we're not connected enough. Right? Like, Again, we, I, I can, you know, I can go through a, a, you know, a whole round. I can, I can give a tirade right now um, of, of Musser and, and guilt you and myself, um, you, know, you the listener, and, and, and myself as well, just by, tell, you know, by, by speaking about how just so jaded, complacent, and not connected we are to the reality around us. And I, I, I think this can all be true. Does, does it help? You know, um, does it doesn't necessarily help the fact that we don't feel it. No, it might, it might contribute to the guilt that we might feel. But this could be a step in the right direction, right? Maybe the, the, the problem is we're not bothered or we're not as bothered as we should be 
we're not broken as we should be about the fact that we're in Golis. And part of that is to blame on the fact that we don't know really what it's like to live with the Geula. And that, 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 that's all, that, that's fair. But the question is, how much do we live our lives every single day like we are um, actually having faith and trust and hope, real genuine yearning for the reality, the reality of life to be the way that Hashem intended it. And that can only come from a, a place of someone who genuinely lives his life wanting the Ratzon Hashem to be the, you know, the, the, the law of the land and, and, and the reality of life. Right? If, if you are someone who devotes your life to Hashem, you are living and breathing Hashem's Torah, the more you are in line with Hashem's Ratzon and the more of an emotional toll and impact Hashem's Ratzon makes on you, then the more you will be bothered by Tishabov. And that's something that has to come from within. Right? That's not something that just gets showered upon you. And... You know, like it's you know, it's it's kind of like similar to the reality on Purim of of Nichnas Yain Yetzasod, which I think we spoke about this. Um, you know, people think of drinking as, as as an inappropriate activity, and certainly we don't do it during the nine days. But who you are on the inside is what comes out when you drink the wine, right? So the point is that if you are someone who is a living, breathing Eved Hashem. Um, and a manifestation of the Ratzon Hashem. So even when you're drunk, that's just what comes out. That's just natural. And Tisha B'Av is an awkward day for many people because it's a not natural emotion for many people. And we, you know, we're, we, we feel bad that it's not the natural emotion that we feel. But the more natural, in fact, it is to us, not because we're naturally emotional people, but because we are connected to the thing, that, the, the, to the tragedy that's being mourned. So in Achinami, we should be bothered every single day. And Tishbav is just the day that we express it. In, in a certain sense, Tishbav is the only real day on the calendar because it's the one day that we stop ignoring the things that we ignore most days. Right, and so uh, I, uh, one, one, one point, I think, is that, yes, Tisha B'Av is a day where, you know, if we're doing everything right every single day of the year, it's not just on Tisha B'Av that we feel it, but we feel it every day. And Kavachomer, we feel it on Tisha B'Av. And if we're not feeling it on Tisha B'Av, it means that our emotion is actually, in fact, not naturally lined up enough with Hashem's. And it means that we have to do more work. And that, that, that's, you know, that's inner work, that's internal work on our panemius. And that, 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 that manifests itself in our actions, but it's something that really, you know, we have to work on our midos a bit. We have to work on, on, on our Torah observance, our Torah devotion. And not, not just do things in that monotonous kind of a way. It has to be real. And that is for sure easier said than done. But that, you know, that, that, that's one thing to think about. And if, and if, if we're not crying on Tisha B'Av, a good question to consider is, why, are, why, why am I not crying? And what would it take to make me cry? Right, because there are, there, there are things that naturally will make us upset. Right? There are things that rile us up. There are things that we get disturbed by. It might not be 
um, you know, the, the disgrace to Hashem, it might not be when Ratzon Hashem is violated before our very eyes, it might not be when people are speaking Lashon Hara or speaking during davening, it, it might not be when someone eats without making a bracha or someone doesn't have kavana when they're making a bracha. Right? Those things might not rile us up as much. Right? Violation of halacha or you know, someone, someone speaking in a way that's, that's not respectful to another person. We, we, we get bothered when things happen to us or to our loved ones. And, you know, the, the, the Chorban Beis HaMikdash, if you think about it, was, or should be, someone really hurting, disgracing our greatest loved one. That, you know, that, that, that should, that's something that should move us. All right, so it comes back to the question of how emotionally connected we are, because there are things that we get bothered by. There are tragedies in the world that we do respond to. And we should. But, you know, if we, if we should just only respond to those tragedies tra- and tragedies and not acknowledge the greatest tragedy of life, the, the separation between us and Hashem, because right, that, that, that's what Tisha is about. Right? It's, it's, it, that's why it's, it's, not, it's not a day where it's heavy on davening. We don't say slichos and Tisha like we do for other fast days. It's not considered an esratzim for tefillah, like other fast days are. It's, it's pretty incredible. It's not like Yom Kippur. It's not like any of the other fast days in that sense. And as a result, you know, that, that's why we have kino. So we're like the, the equivalent of slichos, for example, on Yom Kippur or any other fast days, you know, during, during the Emei Ratzon, right? The, the, the Aser Simei Shuvah, they're, they're referred to as the Emei Ratzon. But that's an Ace Ratzon for tefillah. And Tisha B'Av is the opposite. Tisha B'Av is where we say kinos. We're just trying to relate to the fact that Hashem... You know, Kaviachol doesn't want to hear its philos. That he's he's not he's not there. You know, the the, the shechin is gone. That's what Tishbav is about. And if we feel, you know, th- that's the kind of feeling that we should feel on Tishbav. That that sense of rejection, because in Achinami, if we're not feeling that emotion, that is kind of the problem. It's kind of why we're here. The fact that we weren't bothered before. Right, and if you think about it, that's really that's really what Tishbav is for. Right? If you're asking the question like, oh, like, I, I know it's Tishbav, but I don't I don't really feel all that sad. Right. Well, think about it. That that's kind of why we're here. Right, and maybe in a certain sense, it's realistic and fair enough if we don't feel it, but we do have to recognize that that's kind of what Tishbav is for. You know, it's, it's, it's kind of like, you know, someone who gets in trouble doesn't realize why he got in trouble, and he'll complain. He'll say, hey, what did I do wrong? And sometimes, you know, when the person's put in time out, the person is uh, given some kind of a punishment, you know, part of it is, yeah, that's why you're here. you got to really think about it. Think about why you're here. I, you know, I remember that... Um, when I, when, I, when I came back from Eretz Yisrael, after being on, you know, the high of Eretz Yisrael, so you normally relate to Yomim Noroyim differently. And I remember being, you know, very disturbed when I got back to America, davened in one of my regular old, you know, Yomim Noroyim and Yonim, which was not the same as Yomim Noroyim and Yeshiva, and just couldn't understand how, how disconnected people seemed to be that they were talking and, and, and being casual and making sarcastic jokes on Yom Kippur 
in shul, you know, and it's like, yeah, you know, and why do we have days like the Amun Narayan? We have, we have those days, you know, they, they should really be experienced every single day, recognizing that Hashem is judging the world, that Hashem remembers and doesn't forget anything, that, that Hashem is examining our actions and our hearts, right? That, you know, that those should be everyday feelings. We have the Amun Arayim so that we should be able to feel those. And if we're not feeling it, you know, so that, you know, that, that's a problem in its own right. But that, in a, in a similar sense, that's really what Tishba is for. You know, you wouldn't need an annual national Tishabov if we were all feeling it every single day. And it's because we don't feel it every single day. It's because of the monotony and the rote nature of our Vodas Hashem that we are that, that we are still in a state where we need to have a Tishabov. And in that sense, Tishabov is about the emotionless um, you know, mediocre Avodas Hashem, and it, again, um, um, our, our emotionless relationship with the Torah, that 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 that, that requ- you know that, that that's what is Tishbev. That's what requires Tishbev. That, that that's that's why we're here. And this is not to suggest that any of us are bad, and it's not even to suggest that we're that, that we're not working hard, and it's not to suggest that. The re- again, that that real tragedies, quote unquote, real tragedies that we that we do relate to are not legitimate. They all are, but we have to ask ourselves why we are forced to continue to experience all these tragedies. There's a reason why Hashem puts us through the tragedies. It's to wake us up, and there's a reason why we have a tishabov. It's for the same reason. It's to wake us up, right? What what, what things do rile us up? When something does rile us up, then we wake up and we're like, oh, okay, now, now I'm really upset. Right? Normally, we, we cry and complain about stupid things or, 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 or things that, uh, that don't matter so much. Right? The b'chiyah shel chinam, the baseless crying that was, uh, that, that, that was manifest in the story of the maraglim and the, the basis for the future b'chiyos. Right? The things that do bother us, the things that do rile us up that should not or should not nearly as much as they do so then Hashem says, okay, listen, I, I need to you know, give you real reasons. And that, then, then, then we really feel it later. And if we feel it, if we do feel it, great. That, that's, that's what it was for. And if we don't feel it, so then that's when we've got to really start to you know, be at, not, not necessarily worried, but we have to really be intimately thinking about why it is we don't feel it. And again, it's fair. It is it's fair enough if we don't feel it. But then we have to tackle the question of what would it take for me to feel it? And even if I can't even answer that question, so then to at least address the question of if it is monotonous to me, you know, if, if something, you know, something that really would make me sad and, you know, that that's not what I'm feeling now, you know, if we can at least reflect, we can express ourselves in other ways that at least acknowledges that we know we should be feeling something on the on Tisha B'Av and really every single day, and perhaps, per, perhaps there are other emotions also that are that are appropriate for Tisha B'Av. You know, some people, it's not you know we we are bothered by these things, and it just happens to be that you know where it, it, it takes a lot for us to cry. Now you'll say, okay, well, isn't the korban isn't that a lot? Shouldn't that be a lot? Okay, maybe yes, but maybe 
you know, um, a person can reach a point where they're so fed up and so numbed by the reality that tears is not necessarily the emotion that they experience, right? A person can lose a loved one and they don't necessarily cry every single day because you can't. You kind of just got to move on. And maybe that's why we don't have Tisha B'Av every single day. You can't really function doing that every single day. But, the, but, but at the very least, we don't experience no emotion. We, we feel something, right? And so that, that it, could, it could be that we feel fed up. It could be that we're disappointed and frustrated, right? I think a fair emotion on Tishbev, if it's not sadness and it's not crying, it's frustration, the, the, the emotion of, I can't even experience an emotion anymore. I'm just too numb to feel emotions. And that, just that feeling about not being able to cry, but recognizing that there's something wrong around you, I, I think that's a fair enough emotion, and, and that's not something that you should feel guilty about. You know, to, 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 to be able to look at the world and say, whoa, this is really not good. And this is not what Hashem wants. And quite frankly, it's not what I want either. The, the feeling of, Hashem, I don't really know what you want me to do at this point. I'm not perfect. And I know my Vodas Hashem is not perfect. But, you know, I'm just trying to navigate through life like everybody else. And I don't know which button you want me to press in my Avodos Hashem. I don't know if it's more tefillah, more kavana in tefillah, more Torah learning, more mitzvos, doing mitzvos better. I'm not sure. But the feeling of, you know, I'm trying to push the buttons. You know, it could be I'm not pushing hard enough. But ad masai, just, uh, just how, how much longer? You know, you, you, want me to, you want me to sit here and cry every single year? Listen, I, I, I can't just sit here and cry every single year. I, you know, uh, I, I have to function. But Hashem, like, you know, when, when, when are we going to reverse the situation? To, to, you know, to be able to have that dialogue, or at least that monologue with Hashem, as it were, to be able to say, Hashem, I, I don't know. And I, I can look at the world and acknowledge that things are not good. Things are not good for us as people in this world. You know, we have a lot of, yes, we have a lot of luxuries, but realizing that the real truth of the matter is that you know, life is not what it should be, that there are people, if not us, there are people that are suffering and it's not okay. And then also realizing that from Hashem's standpoint, that if we think Hashem is any happier with it, we should be able to look at the reality and say, okay, apparently this is not what Hashem wants either. And we could sit there and be frustrated together. And we could sit there without answers together. And we could sit there and say, Hashem, I don't, I don't know what you want from me. And you know, be, and you know, I th- I think that's a fair enough emotion, and an emotion that we should we should struggle with that to say, Hashem, I, I know a bunch of things I could be doing better. I'm not sure which one is the thing that that will really, you know, will will, will be will be the, the the linchpin. But Hashem, you know, like I'm trying, and I feel like I'm not being heard, and I feel like I'm being rejected. You know, I, I, th- I think, again, the, the, those, those are all okay. But Tishbev cannot just be a day of, oh, you know, when's the fast over? Oh, I have a headache. Right? And we think that a lot of, a lot of the time, these things, the, the rehearsed mourning and the acts of Avelis that we do, they're things that are often distracting from the, from the point. Right? A person who's sad enough doesn't need to fast, he, you know, because he just doesn't have an appetite to eat. And at the very least, if we say, you know, if, if, we, if we don't, if we have the, uh, um, a, 
an earnest attitude, a sincere attitude of, okay, listen, um, you know, the fast is getting to me, it's, it's, it's hurting me, it's painful, it's, it's complicated, and it's distracting me, but at the very least, I'm experiencing nihuge um, avelos because I'm not connected enough. You know, I, in, instead of making fun, instead of making jokes about the fast being over and what's the thing I'm going to break my fast on, and, you know, and all of these things, you know, to, to, to have a moment of seriousness, a moment of sincerity, where we say, okay, well, what exactly are we mourning here? What, what, you know, to, what's the feeling I should have? And if I don't feel it, why don't I, ha- why, why don't I feel it? And are there any substitutions? Are there any alternative feelings that are appropriate for right now? But those are the questions I think we have to ask ourselves now and certainly on Tisha B'Av. And, and, and hopefully, again, we, we, we won't have to experience Tisha B'Av the same way. Um, it, it, should, it, should be, it should be the Yom Tov that it was meant to be. We should have the the binyan but at the very least, the very least, that the tishbev should be more meaningful. It should be a day where we actually think. It should be a day where we actually reflect, and maybe you know to be okay with uh, you know for, uh, with who we are naturally, but have that yearning at, at the very least, the yearning for being able to have our, our, our own Ratzon in line with Hashem's Ratzon such that we, you know, we experience as close of an emotion that Hashem himself would experience um, as we can possibly reach. Anyway, I think that takes us through this issue for now. So in the meantime, thank you for joining us here at the database. Keep real, keep talking, and most importantly, keep the Torah.